Hello, welcome to Tis Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from Tisbury, Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary Myers. It's the week beginning the 29th of January. Yeah, you know, Julianne, that I'm away at the moment, but I keep in touch with Tisbury through Facebook and all that. And I saw that Coffee Angels is starting a little cafe up at the Nada Centre. Yes, Mary, I saw that as well. Um, apparently, it's really well supported by the parish council, uh, who were keen to get the cafe going up there again. And they're going to do a trial run. So it would be a great thing if it was well supported because it's a, such a good facility. I mean, the Ladder Centre is a fantastic facility. And to have a cafe there as well, like it they used to be there, didn't it? And did you ever go to it? Oh, yes, I did, yes. Yeah. I, so if it, if it could work, it would be marvellous. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, good for coffee angels. Yeah. On this week's show, we have Mary talking to Dave Holroyd, who is a water quality campaigner and fisherman on local rivers. There are only 200 and odd chalk streams on the planet, and 85% of them exist in the south of England. Yeah. Uh, the, which the Avon and its system is one of the major three. So mm. this is pretty unique. Then I follow up on the vexed question of how to improve water quality by talking to Peter Shellcross, farmer. I'm not an angry person. I think um, farmers are are very much part of the problem. And local Lib Dem councillor, Dick Budden. DEFRA may be a source of funding and there may be other sources of funding. So I'm keen to move forward. And I talked to a Canadian couple who moved to Tisbury about six months ago, and I find out how they're getting on. We still say wow when when we're walking in the fields, but I think those first few days, if we had a pound for every time we said wow, we could have, you know, we could have bought (laughs) all of Wardour. And we end with the What Songs with Lal Pointer. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. So I'm here with David Holroyd in his lovely cottage, which is Academy Cottage on Hinden Lane. And we're here to talk about his keen love of fishing. Right. Well, I've got three hats. One is Wiltshire Fisheries Association. The other one is Salisbury District Angling Club. And the other one is the Teffern Angling Club. Um, since I moved over here, the water quality seems to have been the real issue that's been coming forward in recent years and more so in the last kind of 18 months or so, and it's been picked up in the public arena. But um, I got involved mainly through Salisbury District Angling Club, invertebrate monitoring. Basically what you do is you sample invertebrates you know, out of the riverbed, and you mm. count them and look at the different species, and that tells you an awful lot about water quality. Some of the invertebrates, some of the bugs like, has to be pristine and some like all the grotty stuff so you're able to analyze that sample mm. and make some judgment over the water quality so what would you say about the water quality in the nada most people remember 20 years ago say when they were driving around the country lanes their their window screens would be absolutely covered in bugs mm. um we don't get them now and that's same thing happened because of the water quality 
the numbers of invertebrates and the diversity of species have significantly reduced, including on the nadder. And that means fewer fish, does it? Uh, it means to some extent that fish have a harder time, definitely. They've got to turn to other things. But um, it's not just the fish. In terms of water quality, and appreciate the invertebrates start off life for birds and all sorts of animals and all sorts of... They're an important start in the food chain. And we've got to bear in mind the even catchment, including the nadder, is a triple SI, uh, which is a special, which area, means... a special area of scientific interest. But more important, it's also um, a special area of conservation, which is the highest international standard that can be given to an ecological system mm. in, into, a, into an environment. Mm. A lot of the drivers of that, the impetus of the nadder, is also protecting the Atlantic salmon. The Atlantic salmon has just the last couple of weeks been declared endangered on the international level so it's status oh, really? of protection i mean the nadder is the imp- and a very important spawning ground for the atlantic salmon right up here in tisbury yeah they don't quite get up i don't think quite as far as this but they certainly i've got evidence of them certainly getting up as far as chicks grow right but the salmon in their migration um obviously they're spending most of their life out in the North Atlantic around Greenland and Iceland, and mm. then come back to the river to spawn. Mm. Um, in terms of the nadder salmon, the river's levels are pretty low um, during the summer, so they're predominantly coming in kind of late autumn, mm. and that's when we start to see them coming mm. in. Mm. But I have seen odd ones in as early as June and July. Right. Uh, you know, we need to, if you like, wake up and smell the coffee in terms of we need to see these warning signs. Yes, there's plenty of fish a little to be around, but what it will be like in another 20, 30 years, the further deterioration is not something else. Because mm. one of the things we tried to do in terms of the Tefont Fishing Club is that instead of stocking the river with fish from a fish farm, we now improve the habitat for the fish and the fish grow, the wild fish grow on. So that is a much more sustainable way to actually going to do that. And we do quite a lot of work into the habitat improvement. Phosphates are not good, but I mean, pesticides are not good. Discharges through from waste from dairy farms are not good. Mm. Um, also runoff of silt from farms isn't mm. good. There's a whole raft of human activity that mm. basically uh, is not necessarily ending up in a good place in the river sewage treatment works for example are just not capable to deal with modern chemicals modern pesticides will just pass through the whole treatment huh. a lot of the treatment the standards for sewage treatment works was done 30 40 years ago well the pharmaceutical industry has moved on massively i mean for right. example some of the veterinary drugs that are used um, can pass through the system mm. and in some cases Famous taking the pill and he's making fish infertile so they don't reproduce. Really? So there's things like this coming through. We need to remember that uh, this is quite a unique environment. 85% of the chalk stream environment exists in England. There are only 200 and odd chalk streams on the planet and 85% of them exist in the south of England. Yeah. Uh, the which the Avon and its system is one of the major three. So mm. this is pretty unique. You know, there isn't, you know, this is... Anything else like it in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, and amazing. And therefore, you know, it. that's one of the reasons why it's got this category of special areas conservation, because it is that unique. Mm. So something we take for granted is as important, but on a micro level, as let's say the Serengeti is.
Mm. And it's important for tourism in this area as well, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And the whole economy. Yeah. Water companies to be allowed to just discharge sewage outside of their permits just when they like. It's just criminal. So just a few fun questions now, David. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, what gets me out? I have always wanted to try and make a difference. So I could, in the morning, and predominantly I've now got so engrossed in kind of this water quality issue. So it's about making a difference in that area. What's your favourite disc that you might take to a desert island if you were cast away? That's difficult to, to imagine, but it would definitely be a Led Zeppelin track and probably Kashmir. What do you most like about Tisbury? Um, I was immediately attracted to Tisbury when I started looking to put down a home when I left Kew. I just like his people. I think they've really made me welcome. I try and do what I say. I try to get involved in things. Um, so I would say what I really like about Tisbury is his people. And just from your accent, you're obviously from the north. Uh, would you say we're just as friendly as northerners? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. no problem whatsoever. But you were brought up... I was brought up in West Yorkshire and East West Yorkshire. West Yorkshire, right. Yeah. And any dislikes about Tisbury? Uh, a couple of things. People that don't stick to the speed limit down <laughs> Hindon Lane, which is a bit of a bugbear. <laughs> and I'm also interested that everybody ignores WR lines, but apart from that, it's a great place. OK. Uh, what's your favourite local view? That's interesting. I do a certain amount of beating... Uh, spotting shooting um, in the Wiley Valley and I some of the high points I can get up on there and I look down over the valley you know that's pretty special Mm. Uh, complete this sentence not many people know this about Tisbury but did you know my cottage used to have an aardvark on its roof an aardvark an aardvark (laughs) quick fire dogs or cats dogs Tea or coffee? Coffee. Beer or wine? Wine. Football or rugby? Rugby. Radio 1, 2 or 3 for music? None of them. Okay, why not? Radio 6 music. Okay, Radio 6. Right, nice tip for listeners. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. That was part of Led Zeppelin's Cashmere for David Holroyd. Follow us on Instagram at TizTalk Radio. Now, continuing the theme of water and water quality in the Nadder, there was a meeting last week on the Tuesday, 23rd of January, at Victoria Hall about water quality in Tisbury in the Nadder Valley. This was organised by Tisbury Parish Council and it featured Ruth Barden, Director of Environmental Solutions at Wessex Water, Alex Deacon of the Wessex Rivers Trust, and Alice Ely of Wiltshire Wildlife Trust. And I caught up with Peter Shalcross, local farmer, and Dick Budden, our councillor on Wiltshire Council, 
to get their takes on the meeting. First, Peter Shulcross from Warmead Farm. I'd just like to say that the meeting was very well attended. There was, I'd guess, about 50 people. There was extra chairs had to be put out in the back. And it was very well chaired by Rosie Buck of the Tisbury Parish Council Environmental Committee. I began by asking Peter what he thought of the meeting. I thought it was very good. I haven't actually heard the Wessex Water point of view before. And uh, Ruth Barden, who's the Director of Environmental Solutions for Wessex, um, provided a very slick, uh, you know, high quality presentation. Uh, from what she said, at least, you know, they are aware of all the problems and they are on top of it. Mm. Were they basically trying to make out that water quality was good and that any pollution wasn't their fault? Uh, very nearly, yes. They they pointed out the historical problems of, of storm water going into the sewers. And so the result of that was um, sewage overflows, which are permitted, permitted flows, and um, a very, very difficult problem to solve. You know, you can always argue they should have invested more and taken less profits. Mm. Um, and I'm sure that's true. But in, mm. in in our particular area, it doesn't seem to be a huge problem. Well, what do you think, Peter? I mean, you, you've got the nadder flowing past you all the time. You're part of a farmer's group that's trying to improve the water quality. I mean, aren't you quite angry about it all? I'm not an angry person. I think um, farmers are, are very much part of the problem. And um, I was very happy that the, the Farming and the Protected Landscape Board passed the Nada Valley Farming Group proposal for a grant for testing the, the water in the Nada. And over a period of time, that will build up a picture of where the pollution is coming from. And, and a second part of the, the project is to put sediment traps in the river as well at various points up and down the river and that will hopefully pinpoint where the the sediment is coming in the river whether it's from uh, runoff from farmland erosion from riverbanks from roads road verges um, or septic tanks or sewage works so the 18 points are strategically placed will be placed uh, up and down the river so what we're doing is pinpointing pollution, but things are going on in relation to flooding as well. There's a new grant from Wiltshire Council, which uh, helps put in leaky dams. So these are a, a, a natural dams made out of uh, logs and branches and things. And they let water over the top and through them, but they do hold the water up to some extent to allow it to flood the land. So this will happen upstream of of settlements to hold it back on the nada uh yes available for the nada and the nada is 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 a high priority particularly in the don heads and the the top of the nada well this is a slow a slow burn project from a farmer's point of view you know once we have the samples um, being taken it will raise awareness within the farming community and we can uh, involve other farmers which aren't part of the cluster group to get involved and the whole point about from the farming angle is is to solve the problem ourselves before it becomes an issue with the environment agency um and other other people so um yes it's just putting in lots of uh, measures to stop the runoff ourselves over a period of time to help these things mm. okay great thanks very much
Next, I spoke to Dick Budden, our councillor of the Wiltshire Council, and um, you were at the meeting on Tuesday, I understand. What were your takeaways from it? I was there. I thought it was it was a successful meeting. There were 50 or 60 people there. Hmm. Now, Alex Deacon from Wessex uh, Rivers Trust spoke very knowledgeably and very ably and very fluently about what they do as a, an agency to manage the river. Also present was Alice Eden from the Wiltshire Wildlife Trust, and she talked about the work of the river guardians or water guardians that Wiltshire Wildlife Trust have recruited to help them in managing and improving water quality. The two of them working together uh, DEFRA may be a source of funding, and there may be other sources of funding. So I'm keen to move forward, and I'm hoping that we'll hear from Alex and Alice again sometime in the coming months, as soon as they've been able to put a plan together. Good. Great. Well, thank you very much, Dick. And if you're interested in the Wessex Water Guardians Community Project go to wiltshirewildlife.org forward slash water hyphen guardians. And the aim of this is to recruit and train local volunteers, the water guardians, to monitor water courses, identify possible pollution incidents and report them to Wessex Water for further investigation. As a water guardian, you will be trained on how to monitor rivers by learning about the different types of pollution and how to report these incidents and in the monitoring and recording of wildlife. You will have health and safety training and be provided with a high-vis vest and appropriate PPE. So, for more information, contact Water Guardians Project Officer Una French, guardians at wiltshirewildlife.org. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. So, I'm here today with Phaedra and Jamie, who I first met when they arrived from Canada with the sole intention of making a new life here in Tisbury. So, six months later, I'm here with them in their very nice but temporary rental to find out how they're getting on and discover what made them make such a momentous decision to move here in the first place. So Phaedra and Jamie, why Tisbury? Oh my goodness, well why not Tisbury, honestly. Um, we came and visited last, uh, in 2022, and uh, I, after a much delayed trip because of COVID, and uh, so we'd really built it up in our mind and you know, we've done so much research and I think as soon as we landed and we, when George picked us up, George from the hair, uh, hair lodge picked us up from the train station, we felt a sense of belonging. We just felt like we, you know, we, we, we have been here forever, even though everything was so new. Are you talking about a spiritual sense? Yeah, I think for, for me, especially, definitely a spiritual sense. And, and I mean, I grew up in Montreal and I spent the last, uh, the last 16 years before here living in, uh, in Nova Scotia, where, where I met Jamie. Um, but there's, there was always something about the UK that, that called to me. My, my great grandparents are from here and I just always, I've always felt most at home, home here, and uh, I can't sp I can't speak for you, Jamie. But what were you? Uh, what did you think when you? I just I love the countryside and the, the the walking and the trails. It's 
Uh, I mean, there's lots of woods and, and things where we're from, but it's just a very different um, thing here, having the rights of way and and uh, the fields and all of that and the hills. I uh, just really enjoyed that part of it. Nova Scotia, you can say, okay, nobody lives around here, I'll, I'll do it. But if somebody comes along and says, don't walk here, this is my land, then you don't, you can't walk it. It's more like a, a trial and error. <laughs> so you researched it and oh, yes. got here yeah. and realized you'd made a good choice. Yes, oh, yeah. yes definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think we still say wow when, they're, when we're walking in the fields, but I think those first few days, if we had a pound for every time we said wow, we could have, you know, we could have bought <laughs> all of Mordor. Um, we're just standing in the middle of a field and we just look around us and all of the beauty. It is quite populated compared to what we're you know, maybe used to in some of the more rural parts of Nova Scotia, there's still so much room to breathe and so many different paths you can take. You're not restricted to just one kind of loop, which is what we were used to back in Nova Scotia. I don't know, I, I find here there's more a sense of community in many ways. And are you finding the locals friendly? Yes. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Very friendly, yeah. yeah I'm, we've, been, been we've been just overwhelmed by how much we've, how how welcome we felt and how people have been wanting to help and offering us advice on where you know where Jamie might find work or all of those little things it was just such genuine warmth and and hospitality you've brought your dogs over yes <laughs> so you brought part of the family yes. with you yes and you tell me there's a cat that's there's going a cat. to be flown over yes charlie and annie the younger one is going out on walks with us which is great fun is there anything that really strikes you as very different to canada i think the the biggest thing to get as weird as it sounds to adjust to was how low the groceries are price-wise it is <laughs> It is quite shocking. Well, we keep joking that we can now afford cheese. You know, maybe a block of cheddar that would be in here would be maybe about three pounds. It would be close to about 15 pounds in Canada. You're joking. No. I think that will really surprise <laughs> listeners because we all think it's got really expensive. Yeah. Yeah, everything's like, really expensive. Yeah, for sure. And I can see, you know, it, from where it was before the cost of living crisis to where it is now, I'm sure it, it, it was a huge jump. But in Canada, it is absolutely, it's insane. Phaedra and Jamie, really nice to talk to you. I really hope it all works out and you're able to stay here and enjoy your, your new found life. Thank you so much. And of course, that you get your cat. And you get our Charlie, our cat, yes. And we end with the What's Ons with Lal Pointer. On Tuesday evening, the Tisbury Flower Group are holding a Creative Flowers workshop led by Sally Hughes, who will be showing how to display individual flowers in a simple way. This is in the Hinton Hall at 7.15pm. Also on Tuesday evening, there is the monthly green drinks gathering at the Boot Inn at 7pm. Seek out the group in the left-hand corner by the fire for informal chats about all things environmentally friendly. On Wednesday morning, the pop-up cafe is in the small Hinton Hall from 10am till 12 noon with its usual offer of tabletop games, conversation and refreshments. On Wednesday evening, the new Vic is screening the National Theatre Live Dear England production, starring Joseph Fiennes as Gareth Southgate in James Graham's gripping examination of Nation and Game. The film starts at 7.30pm 
and tickets are £15. Also on Wednesday evening is the regular mindfulness session in the Hinton Hall at 7.45pm. Sessions are £10. For more information, call Tanya on 07 900 575806. On Thursday, the Tisbury Natural History Society is showing a nature film in the Victoria Hall at 6pm. Also on Thursday and throughout the month of February, Messams are dedicating space to its restaurant to celebrate the work of local artists exhibiting work on connections to the landscape. The first featured artist is Ravi Butalia, whose work will be shown from the 1st of Feb to the 5th of Feb. On Saturday, the Tisbury Country Market is in the Victoria Hall from 10 to 11am for handmade crafts and home produce. And finally, a reminder that Tisbury Library in the Nadder Centre is open every morning from Tuesday to Saturday from 10am till noon with an afternoon session on Tuesday and Thursday from 2 to 4. And that's it for this week. You can contact us on tistalkradio at gmail.com. That's all from us. We've been Julianne Murphy and Mary Myers. And special thanks to contributors Keelan Pybus and Lal Pointer. Mm-hmm.